most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? I got five dollars. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. My goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast. This is your fantasy preview for NFL Week 5. I am your host, Chris Rabon. Joined as always by one of the top fantasy football rankers in the game, and Sean Kerner. And in today's show, we're going to talk the Thursday night football slate and the Week Five main slate, uh, and we'll build some lineups uh, for tournaments on both DraftKings and FanDuel. If you heard Sean and I talking player projections this week on the Action Network podcast, welcome back for even more good stuff. If you have not yet, be sure to check it out over on the Action Network podcast channel. Sean, what's going on? So uh, doing good. Uh, had a great week four and, you know, betting, DFS, fantasy pros. How was your week four? How's it going? Uh, it's going Still pretty recovering well. recovering from uh, Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we hung out for your belated birthday and uh, it was pretty fun, but uh, yeah, kind of wiped me out for, <laughs> for a little bit. But uh, yeah, we back. We had, we got a, we had a pretty good week, uh, week four. We're, I think, 76% uh, betting on nice. the season. So it's been a good year and, uh, you know, doing good in fantasy, DFS, all that stuff. So try to keep it going. And uh, let's, uh, before we get into the Thursday night slate, we do have a contest winner, Ryo Mall, R Y O M A L L. Uh, thank you for the kind words on the review. Uh, you can hit up podcasts at actionnetwork.com to claim your free year of Action Pro. And for anyone out there listening, if you enjoy the podcast, be sure to leave us a rating and review on Apple or Spotify, and uh, we'll pick our favorite for a free year of Action Pro. Do it every week. But let's jump into the Thursday night football game. We got the Colts going to Denver to the mile high to take on Broncos. The Broncos are three-point favorites. The total is around 43. Three-and-a-half-point favorites, actually. Who do you like in the captain spot? Uh, So, I hate to do this, but I love Cortland Sutton here. Um, I think we're on the same page with this guy. But this is sort of a brutal slate because no Javante... Potentially no Jonathan Taylor. So I think we got to go with either Michael Pittman or Corlin Sutton here. I just don't know how you don't go with Sutton. Um, he's inside my top 10 this week at receiver. He's running route on nearly 100% of Russell Wilson's dropbacks. And he's seen a 27% target rate per route run over the last three weeks. So he is like the ultimate sort of captain play here. I don't care if he's chalky. We can get crazy with our dart throws in the flex slot. I just think you have to go Sutton here in the captain slot. Yeah, he's the best play uh, by far. I think, you know, Michael Pittman comes to mind, but he's cheaper than Pittman and he's averaging 86 yards per game to Pittman's 74. So, uh, you know, and, and the Broncos are at home and have a higher uh, touchdown projection. So uh, love, love some Sutton in the captain spot uh, as, the, as the top option, especially with all this, like you said, the running back. There's just, there's a lot of question marks here. Um, before we get to dart throws, just real quick, like what are your thoughts on how this, Broncos backfield is going to shake out with 
uh, you know, Melvin Gordon potentially being in the doghouse. Uh, you got Mike Boone there. And then you, they also just signed with Tavius Murray. Uh, we don't know if he's going to be active or not yet. That's a great question. I mean, it's it's a mystery. Um, and to be fair, heading into the season, Melvin Gordon was one of four running backs. I gave an A grade to with my running back upside chart. Um, and that was because he was going to provide, you know, RB3 flex value, even when Javante was healthy. That was the case. And then he had high-end RB2 upside if Javante were ever to miss time. And unfortunately right now, we have no clue because he's certainly in the doghouse. What is it? Four fumbles now Yep. Uh, on this season. So who knows if that's actually going to impact his playing time. I'm guessing it will. It might not. But I think obviously he has the most built-in upside. But, you know, Mike Boone's there. Um, you know, look like he, he'll take over sort of the uh, pass catching role, which is pretty uh, valuable right now. It seems like Russell Wilson loves to dump it off to his running backs all of a sudden. So right now I have both as like my RB 34 and sort of wait and see mode. I don't know if Latavius Murray is going to have much role this week. It's a short week. He just played for the Saints last week. Um, and it's this is a matchup against the Colts, you know, one of the top run defenses so i'm kind of down on all of them right now until we we can see more but uh long term i'm still kind of leaning on gordon here what do you think yeah i mean he's I, I, he's got to be the probably you know i don't know it's it's because like it's <laughs> tough because you would think he would be the most likely guy i mean the offense hackett didn't really give him an endorsement but the offensive yeah. coordinator uh justin atten did say that like okay you know gordon's gonna carry the load and then we'll mix mike Boone in so that does make it kind of seem like you know it's gonna go back to normal uh, but you know, Gordon's also on the injury report with a neck injury. It's, it is a lot of things going on. I, I, yeah, I would, I would guess that it's some form of him and Mike Boone getting, you know, most of the workload, but I think it might be a little closer to 50, 50 than some people mm-hmm. think, um, because Boone did kind of double him up in snaps last week and, uh, who knows where Gordon's head is at and who knows who, you know, they might, you know, Gordon did have a goal line fumble, uh, what was it week one? So, you know, who knows what they do with the goal line, uh, if they get down there. So uh, really not a guy I want uh, too much of, because I, I think we're, I think I'm going to be lowered in consensus on him. I mean, he's like a, people are ranking him like RB 20 and I'm, I'm, I'm just nowhere near there. So uh, yeah. I'm going to be a fade uh, for me. Uh, all right. What about dart throws for this matchup? Do you like darts? Ted? Oh, okay. I'm more of a, you know, a cornhole man myself. Yeah, so on the Colts side, I think Ashton Doolin got to go with him. Um, he's obviously taking a back seat with uh, Pierce back. Uh, he only runs around on about 25% of Ryan's dropbacks when everyone's healthy. But he's the best bet for, you know, downfield catch for a touchdown. Um, he's sort of the deep threat in case Matt Ryan ever wants to throw a downfield target. Um, so he's a potential slate breaker. And then Really, any Colts tight end, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, it was Jelani Woods with two touchdowns. Last week, it was Molly Cox. I wonder if uh, Kylan Granson's going to get any love. Mm-hmm. He's Is he running the second most routes um, of the tight end group? Yep. Um, yep. But obviously, he's going to be overlooked, so he's a sneaky dart throw. But I, honestly, any of these Colts tight ends, if you want to take a stab or swing at any of them, um, you know, they certainly have touch on upside. Um, and then on the Broncos side, uh, I'm trying to figure who the number three receiver is. For some reason, Kendall Hinton is. I don't know if this is like um, they're they're you know rewarding him for having to start that COVID game a couple of years ago or something. I don't know what's going on, um, but he ran 68% of the routes last week. Um, not seeing many targets, but he is sort of the downfield threat. He has an eight out of 18.6 on the season. I, I can't imagine they don't let KJ Hamler um, you know overtake him. Maybe as soon as this week, Hamler had that long 
grab last week. Um, he's been kind of banged up. So certainly I think having some shares of Hamler makes sense on a one game slate. Um, and then Eric Sauber at tight end, I guess. Uh, he's apparently the tight end now. Um, he ran around 87% of Russell Wilson's dropbacks last week. And they give him like one deep shot a game. Uh, he has an A dot of 17.2 on the season. It's been pretty consistent week to week. So while he hasn't shown up in the box score uh, much at all this year, he's definitely a sneaky uh, one game slate kind of guy. Yeah, I, you know, I, I like I like to call on all the coast tight ends. I mean, it's it seems like they're kind of shifting their offense to to, uh, you know, to, to be more tight end heavy. But Saubert, I mean, he, on, for the Broncos, he is. He, he ran around at 82% of the dropbacks and he's one of the cheaper guys on the slate. So I, I love him as well. Uh, some other guys to throw out there, I think Harris Campbell, he's 3,600 mm. on DraftKings. He ran around over 80% uh, of the dropbacks. He's been doing that every week. So he just hasn't really been showing up in the box score, but uh, that's, that's a good amount of routes for, for that price. And then if you're going like super bargain bin, if, if Taylor doesn't play, they're talking about bringing Lindsay up and Lindsay would probably be, the number mm. one back because you're not going to make Hines the number one back. And I doubt Dion Jackson, uh, they usually like, keep him on special teams. So uh, there's a chance of when, if Taylor misses and Lindsay is called up from the practice squad, he could be the, the number one back. He probably won't catch passes, but uh, he could see double digit carries. So like him. And then one other guy I mentioned is uh, Mike Strawn. He's uh he saw a season high in routes for games with the uh, Pittman active at 17%, not much uh, last week. But uh, they also just waived Desmond Patman. Mm. So Strawn is definitely guaranteed to be active and be that number five receiver. And they haven't really been getting a lot of production out of that receiving core. So uh, he's a guy, he doesn't really play special teams at all. So he's a guy that if he's, he's there, he's there to catch the ball. And uh, he did have a couple grabs in week one, two for 36. And he's averaging about over 20 yards per catch on the season. So uh, he's a guy you could see uh, get a big play. So Two hundred hours on DK, <laughs> a true dart throw. Yeah, yeah. If um, if you've ever played preseason DFS, he's like a preseason DFS kind of oh, guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he usually does good whenever he has playing time. So yeah, I love uh, on a slate like this. Yeah. If there ever a time to take Strawn, this would be it. Uh, all right, let's jump to the main slate. What? Any fullbacks? That, like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot about what Andrew the Beck. Hell? Long pass to the fullback. Yeah, we're we're doing our best to to keep the fullback position alive and thriving. Make fullbacks great again. And yeah, Beck, maybe. Yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you uh, call him again. I, I shot down last time. Not gonna do it this time. <laughs> no, I mean, we listen, man. We've been talking about this all year. We, we're always seeing fullbacks kind of on these on these uh, primetime slates. Coaches seem to love drawing up plays for them. He's averaging a target on 23% uh, of his routes this year. So he's not going to run many routes per game, but he will usually get you around 10% or so. So, you know, a couple of two, three, four routes in a game. But, uh, you know, he could see a target. It could be by the end zone. Uh, he's another one of those guys that, uh, you know, just could break the slate if he happens to get in the end zone. Yep. And he also has a carry this year. So, uh, yeah, for minus one yard, gotta love it. But that's the life of a fullback. Yeah. So, uh, there's, yeah, there's quite a few ways where you could uh, potentially break the slate. All right. Uh, let's jump to the main slate and uh, start with some stacks. Who do you like? 
Um, so I, I'm going with the game stack again this week. Uh, last week it was Lions Seahawks. I, I'm loving this Dolphins Jets game. The total is only 44, but this could still be a potential shootout. A lot of DFS potential. So got to start it off with Teddy Bridgewater, Tyreek Hill, and Jalen Waddle. Just a double stack there. Uh, just because Teddy, he's very cheap this week for some reason, but he's a very good backup. One of the best backups in the game. Should be able to handle this offense with two out. He did in just over two quarters last week. So with, uh, you know, two talented wide receivers that dominate the target share, I think you'd use him with both Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. And on the other side, uh, I loved what I saw with Zach Wilson last week. Um, you know, the, the Dolphins defense has been very poor against the pass. They ranked 31st in DVA. Um, so he could have a great game. Uh, I'm going with Garrett Wilson to stack him with. Love Garrett Wilson's upside. Uh, he ran a season high 88% routes run last week, has a ton of upside. He's coming off a down game last week, but only had two catches and 41 yards. So I think his roster ship could be fairly low here. So just love the idea of stacking as many ways possible in this game, even Brees Hall. You could, you know, throw in there with the Zach Wilson, Garrett Wilson stack. So um, this similar to Lions Seahawks last week, this is a game I'm going to be stacking the most in week five. Yeah, I like it. Uh, you know, especially the the Bridgewater, Tyreek and Waddle, because Bridgewater is so cheap that it kind of balances out, you know, paying up for for Tyreek and, uh, and Jalen Waddle. So it's still pretty cost effective uh, when you're stacking those guys. And that is yeah. a lot of firepower. Uh, in a stack so love that one and uh, one other one I'll throw out is Tom Brady Mike Evans Chris Godwin Uh, on DraftKings you can get Brady six at 6k which is super cheap I think that's the discount from playing on the Sunday night game before he went off and then uh, Mike Evans 6.9k on DraftKings and Godwin's only 5.9 and Godwin ran a route on 85 percent of the dropbacks caught seven balls on 10 targets last week so uh, you know a lot a lot of uh a lot of upside there at a very, very good price. On FanDuel, it's pretty affordable uh, as well. Brady's under 8K, and uh, and Evans is only 7.5K, and, and, and Godwin 7,000. So I uh, love the Brady-Evans-Godwin stack. Godwin tends to go off against Atlanta, and uh, Evans is always good for a touchdown, maybe even two yeah. from Brady. So a perfect guy to stack with. I mean, he's getting his, – he's what is it? I think it's like 26 touchdowns, and let's see. what What is the – Oh, number? yeah, it's up there all right. Since Tom Brady took over, he has got 30 touchdowns in 35 games. Yeah, so perfect, perfect correlation there. Uh, Brady, Mike Evans. So, yeah, that, that's the one I'm going with. Uh, all right, what about uh, dart throws? Y'all take your darts over here pretty seriously, huh? Yeah, so for dart throws, I think we both love this guy about Rondale Moore. Um, he's pretty cheap this week. I thought he was going to be limited last week. That wasn't the case. He ran around a 94% dropbacks. Um, they face the Eagles, but, you know, they can move him around, avoid uh, Slay, Bradbury. Um, and I, I don't know if Avante Maddox is still going to be out, but should be a doable matchup for Rondell Moore. And then one guy that, like, I think is a wild fly right now is Kyle Phillips um, mm. against the Commanders. Uh, you know, so he's been MIA the past couple weeks. He, he got banged up, and I think it was week two. Um, but he could take over as a slot receiver with Traylon Burks out, so – uh, we'll have to pay attention to his health this week and monitor that, but he has a ridiculous 34% target per route run rate this season. Uh, seemed to be, you know, the guy that Tannehill will lean on in critical moments in week one. So I uh, got to imagine um, if he's starting this week, could go off at that cheap price tag. Um, and then a couple of tight ends. I think there's some sneaky tight ends this week. Logan Thomas stands out to me. He's 3,200 on DK. 
his routes run uh, has has jumped up the past weeks, which makes sense because he's come back from injury. Um, it was up to 73% last week. I think that could go up over 80. So I think he still has room to go. Um, and there should be some extra targets if Jahan Dotson is out this week. So I think Logan Thomas is pretty sneaky. And then got to mention OJ Howard. You know, last week we saw his routes run rate jump up to 67%. Granted, both Farrell Brown and Brevin Jordan were out, but the Texans just cut uh, Farrell Brown. So Brevin Jordan is out again this week. Um, even if he suits up, I think Howard could be, you know, seeing over 40, 50% routes run um, this week. So, and he has a ton of upside, both, you know, but downfield and touchdown upside. His A dot this year is a ridiculous 14.4. Um, so at 2,600, on a site like DK, uh, he's definitely sneaky. Yeah, it's uh, we'll see what's up with Jordan. I don't know if he's if he's even going to be healthy this week, but yeah, he, he got he had that multi touchdown game in week one, so it definitely is uh, sneaky. He's finally kind of rounding back into shape uh, yeah. after all those injuries. Uh, yeah, I love Rondell Moore as well. Uh, just the routes run, you know, ninety four. It's hard to get a guy at four forty one hundred on DraftKings or fifty two hundred on FanDuel running that many routes. Uh, some other guys I'll mention. Uh, at wide receiver, uh, Diami Brown, he mm. took over for all of the Dotson snaps and he's min price. Uh, he's 100 over min price on FanDuel and min price on DraftKings. But if he could be the one for one replacement for Dotson, because remember, they always have six wide receivers active. So it could he could just be the, you know, kind of the Dotson replacement. And that would be a high A dot role. So, um, you know, he's a guy, you know, entering year two, that's usually when you expect these guys to break out really hasn't done much in the league to date, but uh, there's a chance he could see, you know, 80, 90% uh, routes run in this game. So, and it's not really a prohibitive matchup, you know, Tennessee struggling a little bit on the, on the perimeter corners and, and Diami Brown is a guy who you can throw to down the field. So uh, he's worth a dart throw. And then George Pickens is still way too cheap. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's 4,300 on DraftKings and 5,500 on FanDuel. Again, he had 101 yards last week. Pickett's ADOT is over three yards higher than Trubisky's. And uh, Pickens got targeted on 31% of his routes last week. So uh, he might end up being chalky. If so, I I think I'd probably actually just use him as like a catch game punt. But, um, he, you know, if he's not going to be super chalky, then definitely uh, is a a worthwhile tournament play. And then at running back, Caleb Huntley is – 4,300. They signed him to the active roster. He's 4,300 on DraftKings, 5,600 on FanDuel. And he he got uh, all three carries inside the 10. Uh, Tyra Algier didn't get any. Um, so if that's mm-hmm. a committee, that that would be interesting, you know, if he gets the, you know, the, the goal line work because he had 10 touches and Algier had 11. So um, they, they look, it looks like they really kind of wanted to go to Huntley and, and were comfortable putting the rock in his hands down the stretch. So um, he's a guy to kind of, uh, throw out there in some lineups as well. Yeah, I love that Brown call. Um, once once I heard that, you know, Dotson might miss some time, I thought Cam Sims would have been the guy that would step up, but it was clearly Brown. He was the one-for-one replacement, so he ran around 40% dropbacks. Um, so, yeah, I love that call. I, I would assume he would be running around over 70% of the time um, if Dotson misses the week. And he has a ton of upside. He could be a downfield threat, so love that call. Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now, you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. 
For example, rushing yards in football or number of points in basketball. Then choose the amount of money that you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sweeper is that it's the only app where I can join my friends' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my group's picks with the tap of a button along with Over Under integrated into the fantasy experience itself. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash action and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash action and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, let's build some lineups. Let's do it. All right, let's start on DK. Uh, and you could go first. Oh, man, DK. So let's see. We're, we're definitely going to have to do a Teddy or Brady lineup here. <laughs> um, let's go with, I think Teddy is cheaper on FanDuel. Okay. Oh, man, Brady is way too cheap on DK. Let's yeah. go with Brady on DK. I don't care if he's chalky. He's, he's mad this week. All right, so uh, I'll go with Godwin at 5,900. Well, man, 15 catches last time they played Atlanta. Uh, let's see. I'll get the defense out of the way. Let's go with let's go with the Titans. <laughs> They're target. 3K, right? Yep, target Carson Wentz. That was and it. Carson Wentz uh, leads the league with sacks taken at 17 and uh, tied for second in interceptions. So, I mean, Titans are probably too obvious at 3K, to be honest. I mean, yeah, but there's a lot of there's a lot of good defenses this week, so I think it is okay. And honestly, that leaves, that leaves room for a Henry uh, correlation. Ooh, yeah. Although he's not a very good DK play. Although, no. I mean, now he is. Now he is. Yeah. <laughs> he had uh, five targets last week, six targets the week before. Yeah. Oh, I love to see it. Five point five targets over the last two. Uh, yeah, let's do that. Let's let's go, Derek Henry. <laughs> let's do it. Get that correlation in eighty two hundred. I Derek feel Henry. bad. I feel terrible for my Henry slander last week. <laughs> Okay, let's see. So 5.3. Perfect. Let's go with uh, Brees Hall. Been waiting for this. We're done with the Michael Carter sneaky plays. Brees Hall has fully taken over as lead back, finally. 5,400. So, yeah, it's right in line with what what we're averaging. Left per player, 53.75. We need two wide receivers, tight end, and a flex. Uh, All right, let's see. Let's look at tight end. Oh, I got to go with my boy Goddard at 4,700. Nice. Love him this week. Yeah, uh, yeah it's kind of all the – well, George Kittle is there, but the top, like, Kelsey, Andrews, um, who am I missing? I think, like, the top three tight – oh, Waller. He's not in yeah. the top three. Never mind. Uh, but, yeah, Higby, <laughs> Higby and Goddard are the best plays this week. So, let's see. Tyler Lockett. Yeah, I like right him. at 5,600. I like me some Way Tyler too Lockett. cheap. What is going on with him? Yeah, and he's a guy – he's catching a lot of balls this year, too, so – yeah, how did so uh Matt Caffelsey, Vladimir, I'm trying to think about the matchup on a yeah, but they I mean they've been giving up they've been giving up production to yeah number ones either way. So it's I don't I wouldn't be too concerned. Um but yeah, I love Lockett. He's uh he caught six balls he's caught six or more balls in each of the last three weeks. So uh at 27 catches on the year. It's a lot of catches. Love it for DK. Let's see, 5,600, need a wide receiver and a flex. Let's go Chris Olave. 
5,700. Oh, nice. Stack that game. Uh, you know, he's he's going to be, I think, still a top, you know, 30, 35 receiver, even with Michael Thomas back in the lineup. So, and he's getting deep targets down the field. And this mm-hmm. Seattle defense, I mean, oh. it's not very good. So, yeah, let's go Olave at 5,700. That leaves us 5,500 for it. Are, are you projecting Winston to start the week or is it Dalton? Yeah, still? yeah, I have a few Dalton snaps in there, but yeah, I'm projecting Winston. Okay. Lex, 5,500. Oh, Taysom Hill's 4,900. Should we do a Taysom Hill, Chris Olave stack? A (laughs) little sneaky stack, a little passing touchdown to Olave? Uh, No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's more of a showdown. Yeah, Yeah, that is more of a 200 IQ showdown play. All right. Oh, Stevenson's 5,500. Do you want to use the full budget? Ooh. uh... I just love Stevenson this week. yeah, him and Wilson. Ah, yeah, uh, Garrett Wilson or no, no, uh, Jeff. But uh, oh, yeah, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want, I, I mean, it's you know, I, I usually don't because I feel like it's uh, there's more. You're more likely to have overlap with somebody else's. Yeah, lineup. I just think you're forcing the issue a little bit too much. The the closest thing I can think of is like I have Etn ranked pretty high this week. He's fifty one hundred. But yeah, I'd rather go with either Wilson or Stevenson. I think Stevenson's more of a DK play, so I'll lean him. Stevenson? Shoot. Yeah, Stevenson for DK, and then leave the door open for uh, Jeff, Jeffrey Wilson Jr. on uh, <laughs> the old FanDuel. All right, so we got Brady at quarterback at 6K against Atlanta. Our running backs are Derek Henry and Brees Hall. Henry's 8,200. Hall was 5,400. Uh, our wide receivers are Chris Godwin at 5,900, stacked with Brady. Tyra Lockett at 5,600, and then Chris Olave at 5,700. Our tight ends, Dallas Goddard at 4,700 against the Cardinals, who are bottom three in DVOA against tight ends and pretty much every tight end uh, stat. And uh, and Ramondre Stevenson in the flex, we both have him ranked as a top 20 running back this week at home against the Detroit Lions, who are ranked last in run defense DVOA. And then we got the Titans on defense at 3K stacked with Henry. So uh, see how we do. All right, let's jump over to FanDuel. I'll start us off. Let's see. Got some Bridgewater here, 6,400. Nice. All right. Um, plenty of cap to spend out. Oh, man, wait till you see his price. Dalvin Cook, let's go. The perfect FanDuel player, too, by the way. Oh, wow. 7,300. Wow. <laughs> wow. Still that, have a ton of, of cash to spend. Yeah, I have him as a top five back this week, too. Yep. All right. Um, let's go some Tyreek. You know, start it off. If you want to go that water, I'm sure we can. I know. I'm thinking about it. Um, I think we can. Let's see. Um look how cheap Debo is. Good lord. <laughs> 7300 Let's, let's Ooh, go. Yeah, Debo. Might, yeah, I like that. Ooh, all right. Uh, does Devo count as a stack with the Niners D? Like, is that? <laughs> <laughs> but now let's see if I can find a cheaper one. Yeah, he, he only got three carries last week. I know. Yeah, let's just go Niners. I, I, I want to target Baker. Yeah, there you go. 4,400. All right. All right. Uh, so that gives yeah. us a better idea. 6,500. All right. Um, so we got to spend up somewhere. Uh, actually, um, should we just do the waddle? Yeah, Double yeah. stack here. Yeah, let's just do that. All right. Waddle's 7,700. So now we got 61, 67 for a running back tight end flex. Definitely spend up. There's, there's, there's a lot of cheaper guys 
though. Like uh, Ertz is only 5,900. Pitts is only 56. Taysom is, <laughs> is more than both. <laughs> Gerald Everett, number three on the slate, 6,300. Um, yeah, let's go with let's, – yeah, let's just go Zach Ertz at 5,900. There you go. Solid, solid tight end. Yeah. Um, right. I'm going to go with um, – oh, Garrett Wilson. I guess our flex, sorry to do that, but yeah, sure. Pigeonhole, uh, I want to get this game stat going. Yeah, so yeah, 6K, perfect. So we got 6,600 for our RB2. Let's see. So Najee is 6,600. Brees Hall is 6,600. Wilson, 6,500. Ah. We don't want Gibson or. Mm. Damn, mm. we might have to use our host. No, nah, because I don't want to use Najee either. Maybe we should go back, like, negotiate Garrett Wilson who could we take instead that correlates better with the team and oh Thielen go back to that well what's the what's what's the he's $300 more than Garrett Wilson so you would have 6300 I mean or or we could we could put Wilson in place of Waddle and just go like Teddy oh yeah yeah let's do that yeah because that gives us more options yep so yeah so now we would have 71 Hundred. So now I think you still have to, you would choose another. Oh, player. okay. Yeah, because um, maybe I'll go. Yeah, I'll just go with the running back here, so you have more options. But yeah, we we can't take. I guess we could take Jeff Wilson, but we have Debo there. That's nah. Yeah, yeah. We don't but the Forty Nineers defense. That's a lot of things going on there. Uh, can, can I take uh Stevenson again? Is that is that an option? We we both love him. Um, I think I think every week we use one guy twice. All right. Um. Yeah, I don't like anybody else sort of in that range. Let's just I, – I love Stevenson this week. Let's do it. So that gives you – oh, gee, 8,300. Yeah, I mean, woo. <laughs> well. Uh, okay. I mean, so we could have just put Waddle in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what we're going to do? We are going to go with – we have Zach Ertz. Let's go with A.J. Brown. Oh, there you go. 8K. So we leave 300 on the table. Arizona's been playing a lot of man defense. A.J. Brown has been just killing man coverage this year. So uh, let's see. What is his – A.J. Brown versus man coverage this year. He is averaging 4.1 yards per route run <laughs> against man coverage, according to Pro Football Focus. Yeah, he has been just destroying man coverage. Eight yeah. catches for 161. So, uh, yeah. this no, I like it. And we have Goddard in the other lineup. So we have the, the Ertz-Goddard bowl covered. Yep. With AJ Brown in this lineup, yeah, I, I do like the crossover from each thing with Ramondre Stevenson both lineups. I do love that. All right, so we got Teddy Bridgewater at sixty four hundred uh, against the Jets. We got Dalvin Cook and Ramondre Stevenson in at running back at seventy three hundred and six k respectively. Then our wide receivers are Tyreek Hill at eighty four hundred, Debo Samuel at seventy three hundred, Garrett Wilson at six k. So we got the Hill and Wilson. Uh, game stack with Teddy and then Zach Ertz in the tight end spot at 5,900 and AJ Brown in the flex spot at 8k. So a little uh, game stack in that one as well yeah. with the Niners D going up against Baker Mayfield at 4,400. So I like this 300 left over. Yep. Perfect. All right. That is going to do it for the week five fantasy flex fantasy preview episode. Be sure to check out our player projections episode over on the action network podcast channel and 
We'll be back uh, with the night shift episode this Friday where we break down the Sunday night and Monday night football. DFS slates you can check out actionnetwork.com for all of our player projections and rankings. And you can follow Sean on Twitter at the underscore oddsmaker. You can follow me at Chris Raybon. You can follow us at the same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Till next time, get this money.